This is Coach Parker with CoachParker.org. How you guys doing today? Welcome back to my Coaching Youth Football Tips and Talk podcast. We've got a new subject today and maybe turn this into a series of multiple podcasts because it is a pretty, uh, sometimes a difficult uh, subject. It's uh, parent communication. Since I've kind of semi-retired this past season, been thinking a lot about the parent issues that I've had over the years and uh, I've got about 30 to 40 issues uh, that we can chat about and how I handled them and what I went through during those issues and and maybe that'll help some of you you guys so uh, let's uh, jump in right into it right after make sure you subscribe to the podcast either on YouTube or on your uh, podcasting service there you can also head over to coachparker.org and subscribe to my blog over there so hey let's get into our first area of the parent communication issues podcast here um, uh, one of them is parents yelling or coaching from the sidelines at practice and gangs, uh, games, not gangs, but games, and uh, what that does. I've I got a few examples here of when I had a parent uh, coaching or yelling from the stands, chain gang, near the sidelines, or even coaching from home. So let's go over there. It's got about, about, about five or six of these. So I guess my first year coaching over in Plano, Texas, uh, we were in a playoff game against the number two seed and we're beating them and I think it was in the second half his son was the middle linebacker and his dad was kind of a, a hothead which most of these guys from the sideline are the screaming and yelling are sometimes but uh, we had called the blitz for an outside linebacker this kid was playing middle linebacker and uh, we had an outside linebacker blitz on when his dad when this kid's dad middle linebacker's dad yells for his sons to blitz and uh which caused a huge gap there as soon as and they ran right right by him as he blitzed and they scored a touchdown which gave them the lead in this playoff game and i really do blame uh this dad for uh for that uh i didn't get into it with him uh, at the game other than just saying something that you know we actually had another blitz going on and but i do highlight this fact that parents should not be coaching uh, their son or player from the sidelines because many times they don't know exactly what we've called or trying to do. I know sometimes they think they're trying to help, but uh, if they're telling their son specific or daughter, you know, specific responsibilities they should be doing, that probably is not going to be beneficial long term for the team. It may cost you a playoff game like it did me. I definitely make sure I highlight that parents are not to be coaching anywhere their son or player uh, from sidelines or on uh, the field uh, when we're uh, in a game situation or even at practice. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, that's the first example. We have another dad that does this quite a bit. I, I run kind of an overloaded trip scenario and uh, just have an ace quarterback with three receivers and two tight ends. And I don't know how many times one of the dads will yell from the sideline or stands for whoever his son is the last receiver that that guy should be uh, on the line of scrimmage. And what that winds up doing is covers our tight end on the trip side where he, you know, if he goes out for a route, I don't know how many passes I've had called back because dads are yelling at their son to get on the line when that's not what we're doing in that formation. So please, dads and moms, stop 
telling your son where to align. Uh, we'll, we'll handle that. I know you're trying to help, but uh, sometimes you don't really know the formation that's going on. I do talk to those parents and have talked to that one dad. As soon as it happened and after it happened, because we got a penalty, he was quite embarrassed because uh, I just let him know during the game professionally that uh, he can't be yelling across the field. Uh, and we do talk about that at practice or other parent meetings if it becomes a major issue. We, we, we have a lot of this going on, and I know it's hard for some for some dads. We want them to coach some stuff for to their son, but we play a very specific way that we handle our defensive ends and containment and what we do. We I get so many dads telling their sons too many different things on how to play DN or whatever, and we usually have to like cut that as soon as we we find out that that's going on. What we've tried to do uh, in the future here is let the dads know what defense we're running and kind of what the responsibilities are to certain these positions, especially sometimes how we play corner, DNs, and, and our middle linebackers. So their dads know. I know another coach has actually had a parent practice for his team where he goes through on a Saturday kind of letting you know the dads that are kind of control freaks on how their offense works and how their defense works and said that he's that's helped them out quite a bit uh, so kind of agree with that in a way and I've done that and I've done some videos before and I try to point some of these parents to some of my videos that I've got out on YouTube so they'll understand some of these things but uh, we try to nip that in the bud pretty much when we've got a coach at home telling a player they should be doing certain things and this that just defeats the purpose of what we're trying to coach on the field and when you've got a dad telling their son or daughter you know, or even mom that they need to do it this way. And we're trying to go this way. It doesn't really help the team in the long, in the long run. Uh, the other thing that we've, that we've run into is we're a ball control offense many, many times. And I don't know how many times parents from the sidelines are screaming for our offense to hurry up when we're actually trying to take as much time off the clock as we can, we're killing the clock and we're usually ahead. So we have to remind the parents, hey, you know, please stop yelling at your child from the sideline because that's an issue. And so, you know, we try to remind parents every practice through emails uh, when this does happen that, hey, you know, please don't be coaching from the sideline stands, etc. We had a we had a thing, I think it was two or three seasons ago, uh, and this is where you got to be careful with who you pick for chain gang. We've had some dads that have uh, basically subbed their injured son back into the games uh, without pulling the original, you know, the, the sub player out. So the starter got hurt. The starter's now okay. His dad sends him back in but doesn't pull the sub player out, and then we get a penalty for that. Uh, that, you know, you got to remind the chain gang guys that, hey, you're on the chain gang. You're not coaching. And I know some of those guys, when they get there, they, they want to be involved, but uh, need to remind those guys. And uh, a couple of those guys have been embarrassed because when they get penalties and everybody's looking at them on the sideline, uh, they kind of learn to stop. And we just you know, have to remind those guys that uh, you're on the chain gang, you're there to volunteer. You're really not to talk to the referees or the coaches and so forth. So 
Uh, and then the other thing from the sidelines that, that happens, and I know a lot of this is in your league guidelines, is, you know, parents don't yell at the referees. Our referees are great. Uh, we've got a great crew that's been with us forever in our league. I really like them because uh, I've been in leagues where, you know, they were volunteer refs. We've actually got high school refs doing our games. And our parents, some parents decide that, you know, and even coaches sometimes go off on these guys. One, it's going to cost us a penalty. Two, they get upset and start throwing flags on the team that's yelling at them. Uh, so we try to remind parents, especially in big games, um, and if they do start to yell, I'll go over and tell everybody, tell everybody that, hey, you can't be yelling at the referees. That's going to cause us a problem uh, as the game goes on. So uh, that's a big thing for us to for us to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, another issue that I've had is parents yelling from the sideline at us coaches of who we should play and put in. Uh, a lot of times parents will be yelling for their son to get subbed in or this player sucks or whatever, and we'll have to talk to that parent individually uh, the next day at practice or after the game. We try not to do anything after the game, really, because um, everybody's kind of hopped up, especially if you lost couple of days after the game, give us a 24-48 hour period. Everybody can kind of chill down and, and go through that. You know, a lot of times in game, we have to say something to folks. Remember to be professional. Just kind of explain. I try to be professional and not yell back at anybody. And just try to explain the situation or why you can't do that how that's going to affect the team overall. Sometimes they're just jerks and run away and don't want to listen to you. And, you know, that's fine. But what, you know, you just need to make sure that whatever you're saying is professional and on the up and up and that, uh, you know, if they do say anything to the league of what you said to them is, is uh, definitely uh, professional and that you weren't yelling back at them. But uh, really, you just you can't have parents uh, coaching from the sideline or yelling from the sidelines at practice or in games. We had a parent a couple of seasons ago start yelling at their son during practice, started yelling at me during a practice about a certain drill or what they didn't like this fundamental and we were coaching it wrong and I'm not sure if they knew exactly what we were doing because they were far enough away that they couldn't hear it. I know I yelled back because I was frustrated because they kept yelling and basically disrupting practice. That didn't go over well and it's probably my fault that I escalated because then they wanted to talk and they were upset. So I, I probably should have handled that better with going over and speaking to the parent individually and not you know, yelling back over, hey, we'll talk to you after practice. We're doing this. He felt like I called him out. So I think I should have handled that better by just having one of the other coaches take the drill over and go over and talk to him, figure out what was going on. That would have been a much better way to handle it instead of kind of yelling across the field at him like he was yelling at me. So that's, you know, I, I'm learning too and getting through it. And we wound up having a great relationship after that. Uh, loved, loved his son as a player and it, it worked out. But, uh, you know, at the first of the season, that little stress kind of stressed us both out a little bit. But uh, it all worked out in the end. So we've had another experience with the father yelling at practice and then physically be pushing and hitting his son in the helmet and pushing his son down. And at the time, uh, this was a father 
that was kind of a separated father from a you know from family. The mother was the team mom, and uh, we stopped practice. I went over and spoke to her. She was upset that the father was there. I guess there was a restraining order on that father, so I went over there and asked him to leave. He was pretty upset and abusive to me. I asked him to move away from the kids while he was talking, which he did. He kind of understood that. And then the mother had actually called 911, and the police showed up and asked him to leave, and they did their whole thing, and we moved down the field and continued our practice. That situation could have easily escalated uh, out of hand, uh, but he touched his son physically and was pushing him on the helmet. I'd ask him to stop, which he did. He had another friend there. We kind of talked about it. Then I talked to the mom. I think he knew what was about to happen. And then the league basically banned him then from practices. And I never saw him again. And and we never had another issue. So you just got to make sure you stay calm in these situations and talk professionally and let them know why this can't happen. Because a lot of times in these physical altercation issues, they forget who's around. And they kind of, because they're so mad or upset, they, they actually forget there's other people watching until you remind them that there's 28-year-olds looking at him thinking, why is he pushing this kid? They, they He kind of understood that, and and we were able to get that situation under control. Another issue we've had is a chain gang volunteer basically go ballistic on the sidelines because we were losing and uh, he did not feel like, you know, the staff was coaching well enough for for him or his son or the entire team and basically started yelling at us uh, on the sidelines. Uh, we promptly uh, asked him to leave and, and got another volunteer and that person just never got on the chain gang again. And so that's one way to handle it. I've had a couple of other guys just continue to make comments as they're on the chain gang. Some people I like enough to let that go and they can say stuff because sometimes they say stuff that's interesting and maybe I'll use it. So you have to kind of decipher how far is this person gone. I think when they start making derogatory comments just overall and everybody can hear it and it's it's becoming an issue, not just one comment, but many, many comments and it's causing disruption on the staff. I think at that point you have to call a timeout and ask for a substitution on the chain gang and ask that parent uh, to leave the field. Uh, the other thing that, that occurs sometimes, and it's because everybody gets really involved, and we hear this a lot from assistant coaches on the other side of the field and from parents about you can't really in, in today's environment yell out, you know, hey, let's let's kill this player and use those words or let's, you know, let's hurt them and get them and let's target those people. I mean, those words said out loud across the field where everybody in the stands can hear those, that's just considered politically incorrect today. I mean, a lot of people know you don't want to kill a player, but those words, you just, that can't happen. And uh, that's considered really unsportsmanlike behavior now. And so we have to talk to certain parents that are still telling their, their kids to, you know, hey, you know, 
go for their knees, let's hurt them or whatever. We don't want to hurt anybody. We want to, you know, make sure people know that we're tackling and, and they're getting hit. But uh, we don't want to hurt anybody or kill anybody or target anybody in a way that's going to hurt anybody. And we don't want that to come across. So we, we talk to those parents that have that type of attitude that, you know, in today's environment, the league and our coaching staff just isn't going to put up with that. And we just can't say that. Um, and you do that in a professional manner. Uh, I mean, we've, the league, I know our leagues have several issues with parents getting talked to about that. And it, it is a, it is an old school versus new school kind of issue. And so that, that has to be dealt with. I think with all these parent yelling, coaching yelling issues and practice and games, you know, it, it's a fine line uh, of what you can do. I mean, it's always been best for me that I make sure that when I do the parent meetings that I have everything outlined of what I don't want to happen. And it, I feel like when you do kind of a half way parent meeting and don't really just lay everything out that and sometimes you know it's like really this is overkill you just got to say it all and it's there and everybody kind of knows where everybody stands because when you don't really just say it outright I think there's just room for error so I'm kind of make sure that all of this kind of stuff and when I have my parent meeting I actually go through some of these examples like I'm doing now so everybody can understand why I'm asking these things because I think that's always better when when you tell folks why they can't do a certain behavior and let them know you know this is why and these are the consequences then then it's it seems like it's taken easier of course you're always going to have that that one parent that that is just not going to uh understand what's going on and and maybe that parent you know their child isn't on your team the next year and that certainly can happen i know many many parents that are known in our league that nobody wants to recruit or draft their child because they don't want to deal with a certain parent so that reputation goes in the league so if you're one of those parents listening to this podcast just know that you're you're probably uh known that you're difficult and you may be hurting your son getting on a really good team because nobody wants to deal uh with the helicopter parent uh all over their child and the coaches about playtime and what's not going right or how they should be doing certain things. But uh, but again, addressing these parent yelling, coaching sideline issues, just let everybody know up front at the beginning of the season it's not tolerated. You know, it's just not going to occur. These are why and these are your rules. And just and if it does start to happen, don't let it fester. Address it immediately in a professional manner. Send out reminders, email communications. And then also, you know, after practice or a couple of days after the games, if it's an issue, make sure you talk to, to the parent and explain why. If it is in game and you've got to deal with it all, you know, immediately, then deal with it immediately in a very calm and professional way so it doesn't blow up in front of the whole stance. So that's all I've got on parent yelling coaching from the sidelines in this part of the podcast. Stay tuned for parts two and three of the parent communication issues over the next three weeks. Also remember to visit coachparker.org for more free youth football coaching tips. And as always, play for fun and winning is funner. This is Coach Parker. 
See you guys next time.